Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, boys and girls? And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Stochastic. NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I'm your host, Josh Harris. Joining me, thank you. you th- I think you've seen him before. He's been on a show or two once or twice. Slim Cliffy, how are we doing today, Cliffy? Uh, we're not doing too bad. Um, nice little eight-game slate ahead of us here tonight. Um, decent night of hockey last night, I want to say. I mean, some of the games weren't great. I'd say the late games were actually a lot more interesting. Um Certainly, um, Montreal, Arizona going overtime. Um, Buffalo played a pretty good game. I didn't watch much of that one. I was watching most of the Montreal game, but not bad. I ended up cashing some some of my contests, not some of the others. Um, wasn't a terrible night overall. I'd like to give a special thank you to Elias Sorokin for an absolutely incredible uh, performance yesterday. 46 saves with the shutout, lost in the shootout. Don't see that very often. Both goalies getting uh, the shutout because it's a 0-0 game going to a shootout. But that's what happened between Georgiev uh, and Sorokin last night. Um, I think Vancouver kind of performed as expected. <laughs> Got uh, absolutely ran over yet again last night. Um, that team's not looking uh, very hot of late. Thankfully, they're not on the slate here today. Uh, how'd you do last night? I almost cashed. Uh, Edmonton underperformed. I mean, Saros absolutely robbed Hyman in overtime. That was a bonker save. But uh, had a, <laughs> I had a lineup that I really liked with without Sorokin. I didn't want to blow it up to get Sorokin in, so I used Uka Peck Lukanen, who actually had like 40-something saves in the win, 31 DK points. Had St. Louis 3, didn't have Kairou, so that was the sinker there. Yeah, um, Kairou, he also got hurt yesterday, and we'll talk about that a, a little bit later. But, yeah, he had a hat trick yesterday. Um, I think my problem was the punts. I didn't go with either of the punts I liked. I ended up playing John Carlson because I did like the spot for him. He wasn't terrible, I think, uh, a little over 11 DK points, which is, you know, you don't you definitely want more than that, but not awful. But, yeah, Brandon Carlo, uh, he had a goal to assist yesterday. Boston 7-3 win, hated not having him in the lineup. And then Eric Goodbranson goes out and puts up eight blocks. Uh, he was another guy that uh, we were um, totally, or pretty high on yesterday. So he's back on the slate here today. Maybe we can run it back with Goodbranson, but didn't go with the punts. Um, five, five Bastion Ajo um, really didn't get there for us. Um, that's a bit unfortunate, but 
Uh, brand new slate today. Lots of games to get through. Some exciting games, some games I'm not looking forward to, but I think that's just kind of the way it goes uh, in the NHL once the teams really start separating themselves here at this point of the season. Yeah, and you know who made me eat some crow last night? Eric Gustafsson. Goal, an assist, combo meal. I said, you know, if you want to play him, it's like chasing points. Oh, the he racked them up. So, yeah, sometimes uh, you're wrong. And there you go. Eric Gustafsson proved me wrong. We're yeah, back today. Yeah. Pretty, I'll pretty get something wrong today. Pretty right. big game for him. And uh, uh, Washington got goals 11 seconds apart from Nick Dowd. It was – I've had some pretty big letdowns seeing goals being scored and then seeing who's actually scored them. Um, I have – Quite a few stories about that, but seeing it go from two nothing to two two on the score app in a matter of seconds, and then seeing who actually scored the goals, that was an ultimate letdown. I have to say, ended up with a three point night as he assisted on the on the overtime on the uh, yeah the overtime winner. So good for him, not great for us. Yeah, no, not great for us. But we're back at it with another eight game. This one is a little rocky just judging off the fact that the two highest totals on the slate are the Los Angeles Kings and the Philadelphia Flyers, which I was shocked to see that when I was filling out the run sheet. Quite a circus there. I guess they do get Columbus on a back-to-back and their goalies are injured, so it'll be Tarasov on a back-to-back or they're like 98th string AHLers. But let's get into the slate before we do. You know the drill. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button so you can keep up with all of our shows, DFS offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit the bell. Ding! You'll get notifications when we go live so you're not late. Don't forget, almost all of our content is available in podcast form on the platform of your choice. If you can't see it live, best time to do it is driving home from work. You don't know what you're going to cook for dinner. Listen to some NHL DFS. You'll end up on like buying a rotisserie chicken from ShopRite and it'll be all good. Help us out by leaving a five star review. I don't know why I went with rotisserie chicken. I guess it's already pre made, but let's get into it, shall we? Tampa Bay Lightning, 3.0 total heading into Toronto. The Maple Leafs have a 3.4 total. Vasilevsky probable, Matt Murray confirmed. Looks like Callie Yarncrook moving up to the second line with Tavares and Marner. Um, Leafs traded Dennis Malgin to the Avs for Dryden Hunt. Don't know if Dryden Hunt's going to be in tonight. I don't think he is. Yeah, they said he's not going to be in this in this one. Yeah, I think visa issues or something. I I'm not 100 there. He's not in. So Callie Yarncrook up to the second line. Seen a fair bit of ownership on Toronto here. I guess, you know, like it's not the best five-on-five matchups here, but it is a decent power play spot. I think, you know, Matthews has stopped hitting less, shooting more, which is good. So, you know, if the Leafs get three, four opportunities on the power play, I think they can convert. They have the same total as the Flyers tonight, which is the second highest at 3.4. On the flip side, I think Tampa won, you know, fully correlated coming in around two, 3% is another sneaky GPP play here. Matt Murray has had a very up and down season. So if you catch him on a down game, you know, uh, Tampa could rack up some points here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Tampa has the Tampa top line has the second best leverage on both sites um, by our top stacks tool, like you said, around four percent, three four percent on DraftKings, um, less than that on FanDuel, where they are fairly expensive. They're over twenty five k on FanDuel, so it makes sense that you know the ownership's lower there, but definitely one of the best uh, leverage spots of the night. Now they have been scoring a lot lately. I was looking at the at the numbers basically since American Thanksgiving. Um, five and a half goals per 60 minutes for that Tampa top line. Um, the problem is they're shooting almost 19%. Like that's extremely high for a line at five on five. Um, you know, uh, elite lines will be around 11 or 12% by the end of the season. So obviously there's some pullback to come there. And what's giving me a little bit of pause is that in the three weeks since um, American Thanksgiving, um, only 2.8 expected goals for uh, in their minutes together. That's really not a lot um, considering what we have seen them do, um, you know, more uh, against other teams. And it's not like they've had a really brutal stretch of late, right? They had their last game was against Montreal, a game before that Columbus, a game before that Seattle, uh, before that Florida, before that Nashville, before that Detroit. Like those are six pretty easy games in a row. Um, and they're still scoring, but they're not generating as much as we'd like to see. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would get to that Tampa top line um, in single entry. They're perfectly fine to use. I don't think there's really a big problem using the Tampa top line. They're going to see a bunch of that Toronto top line. The Toronto top line hasn't been that good defensively. It has been Matt Murray, Nelia Samsonov that have bailed out, um, bailed them out behind them. Like the goaltending has just been absolutely incredible for Toronto now for basically like a month plus. Um, so there is some merit to going to Tampa one, um, no problem really using them in any format. I don't know if I'm going to get there personally. Uh, I think I'm going single entry tonight, but yeah, it's, uh, it's such a good leverage spot that, you know, if you definitely, if you're doing something like a 20 max, I would make sure I probably have one or two Tampa ones in there. Um, you can even, you know, I know people don't like to dig up Brandon Hagel, especially I think he has back-to-back three-point games. Um, but leaving off Steven yeah. Stamkos isn't something I'm very fond of when I'm making a Tampa stack, so I might find a way to get him included as well. Um, I'm going to shout out Tampa 3 real quick. Uh, I've dropped a stat in our Discord. Over the last calendar year, Ross Colton is third in the NHL in goals scored per minute at five-on-five. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the only two guys ahead of him are Jeff Skinner, uh, and obviously Austin Matthews and the two guys right behind him are Tish Thompson and David Pasternak. Um, you know, Colton's, Colton's on pace for a 20 goal season this year, and he's playing like 11, 12 minutes a game. He was the guy that I wish would have Brandon Hagel's spot. Um, but it seems like they want his scoring in the bottom six, which makes sense. It gives him that third line, which was a big part of them getting to those back-to-back cups was, you know, having that third line when you had like Yanni Gord and Blake Coleman and those guys, guys that can score. Um, so it makes sense. But, you know, I think Ross Colton, 2,700, um, you know, basically every game he makes a fine one-off. Um, I just want to give him a little mention here. It is a Toronto top line that I like quite a bit. Um, with them going to that five forward top power play, you know, Michael Bunting's now getting um, power play minutes on that top uh, PP unit for Toronto which gives Toronto one uh, perfect correlation um, on the power play. So they are going to be, you know, relatively highly owned. Um, they they'll pro- uh, like our, our uh, top stacks projections have them um, as the second highest owned line um, 
on the slate on DraftKings tonight. And I think that makes sense. I do think Los Angeles, we'll talk to them later about them later. I think the Los Angeles top line probably comes in first because of the price, but um, Toronto definitely will come in second. I think, especially with bunting, having that power play correlation for such a reasonable price. Um, So I'm perfectly fine with using Toronto one, like Austin, our projections have Austin Matthews, like, far and away the top skater on the slate. I think it's like 21% higher than any other uh, skater on DraftKings and 16% on FanDuel. And it's even higher than that when you go go just look at the centers. Um, it just speaks to how well that top line is playing, then rating more. Like that was the one concern, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago was that they were scoring a lot, but they weren't generating a ton. Well, now they're scoring a lot and they're generating a ton. So it gives you a little bit of that cushion. So I really do like that Toronto top line here um, coming in, like I said, relatively highly owned. I think they will be 10 to 15%. You know, obviously Matthews probably comes in higher, but um, that's just the way that goes. But, you know, amongst the expensive lines tonight, I think they're my favorite. Um, probably not a big surprise for a Toronto line, but there we are. The Toronto second line with Yaron Kroc there. Like, I'm just not a fan of his. I, I shouldn't say that. I am a fan of his in, like, real-world hockey. Like, if I was, you know, if I have had a, a a cup contender, hopeful at least, like the Leafs are, he's a guy I would want on the third line. But second line with John Tavares just doesn't do a lot for me. So I wouldn't mind including, like, Tavares or Marner or something like that to complete a power play stack. But it is really Toronto 1 um, that I'm focusing on here. I, again, I think the Tampa Bay top line also very much in play. I think you're going to see a lot of offense between the, or at least a lot of shots generated between those two top lines here tonight. So it is the top lines for me in this game. I don't mind dipping down maybe to a little bit, you know, I think you can one off Ross Colton. Um, like I said, that's always fine. Um, you know, you can one off Anthony Sorelli, even though he's, I think he's too expensive. So it'd be Ross Colton more than anything. Um, but that's about it. I don't think I'll be touching the Leafs top six or bottom six, sorry, um, on this league. Yeah, I agree there. I just, you know, there is a $300 queue on DraftKings tonight. And are you going to be different loading in Toronto one tonight? Probably not, but there are ways to get different secondary stacks wise. Just keep that in mind. If you, I mean, in any GPP really, but like, it's really hard to win a winner take all with a choppy line. Um, moving to the blue line, I'll just make it quick and easy. Nothing for me on the Leaf side. Don't have much interest there. On the Tampa side, Hedman or Perbix, if your doctor says it's okay. Yeah, uh, Mikhail Sergeyev, they said it looks like he'll be back tonight um, for Tampa. That kind of kills my interest in the the depth Tampa defenseman. Like I, Ian Cole had played like 20, around 20 minutes last couple of games with Sergeyev out. Now that he's back, you know, Cole might be back down around 18. So, like, I think Cole's fine, um, but he's not as, you know, I'm not as excited to play him now as I was, like, five hours ago, let's say. Yeah, on the Toronto side, like, if you want to include one of the guys with a stack, I'm not going to say no, but they're all playing basically, like, 18, 19, 20, 21 minutes. Like, they're all relatively in the same ice time range except for Connor Timmons. So, I mean – you're just kind of throwing darts at that point, especially with no guys on the, on the top power play. And it's, yeah, nothing for me on the league side. Columbus Blue Jackets, 2.6 total heading into Philadelphia. The Flyers have a 3.4 total. Daniil Tarasov confirmed going back to back. Carter Hart also confirmed here. Like I just mentioned, Blue Jackets on a back to back on the road. Flyers lines, James Van Riemsdyk, Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett on the top line. 
Joel Farabee, Noah Cates, Travis Konechny on the second line, pushing Kevin Hayes, who's back into the lineup, down on the third line with Scott Lawton, Zach McEwen. Both of the top six Flyers lines are almost projected for the same amount as the Tampa top line here tonight, although I think the Braden point projection is a little low. We'll have to check with Jake on that. Um, I just I don't know if I want to full stack anything. Like It's a good spot. Tarasov's going back-to-back. Black Jackets are back-to-back on the road. I just don't really like these line combinations. I think my favorite play would be Travis Konechny one-off or, you know, like a Frost JVR two-man, something like that. I think, honestly, I think my favorite play is going back to Columbus one here. I know Ken Johnson isn't on the top power play. He got moved off there yesterday, but, you know, you get Goudreau, you get line A. Johnson scored late. They're relatively cheap. They're not wildly overowned. They're projected well. So I think I like Columbus one here. Yeah, I agree with you. I there's a lot I like on both sides, which I never thought I'd really say for a December Columbus Blue Jackets Philadelphia Flyers game, but here we are. Um, I'll start with the Columbus side. I wrote them up today uh in uh the power the picks article, free to read over at stochastic.com up on the site. Just head on over to the NHL section. Um, what I'll say about Columbus is this, is that our projections have the Columbus top line for more points has a higher projection um, than a bunch of other lines in that range. Um, the Jack Hughes line, the Alex DeBrincat line from Ottawa, the Tampa Bay top line that we just talked about, this Columbus top line has a higher projection than all of them, and they're either the same price or cheaper than all those lines. Um, same goes on FanDuel. It doesn't matter whether DraftKings or FanDuel. The reason for that is something that we've talked about, in particular with Colorado, but it you know definitely does apply to uh, Columbus as well, is the concentration of scoring. Um, the same guys typically get in on the goals, right? Like if Columbus puts up five goals here tonight, it's probably not going to be an Eric Robinson hat trick. You know what I mean? Um, it's not because Sean Crowley. Yeah, maybe Sean Crowley goes bananas and has a four points game or something. But um, if, you know, Columbus does score a lot of goals, it's probably be because you know the guys that are going to be involved. Now, um, Rozovic and Nyquist both being on the top power play unit on that second line kind of muddles things a little bit for me. Um, but it's still a really strong projection for the Columbus top line. Philly in their last game, used the line of Van Riemsdyk, Frost, and Tippett um, as the shutdown line uh, with the Rangers in town. Um, they'll probably go out against Gojo, Johnson, and Line A, and I don't see either of those lines being really particularly good defensively. In fact, it, in a small sample for both um, Kent Johnson and Johnny Gojo and then Van Riemsdyk um, and uh, Van Riemsdyk, Frost, and Tippett on the other side, they have virtually the same um, shot attempts against per 60 minutes, uh, well into the 60s. I think you're going to see some offense traded between those two top lines. So of anything for me in this game on the Columbus side, it's definitely the top line. Now, if you want to leave off Johnson and put in Rosovic for power play exposure, leave off Johnson, put in Nyquist or, or what have you, I think that's perfectly fine. I don't have a problem doing that. But Kent Johnson played over 20 minutes last night without top power play time, right? Like that top line is going to be leaned on heavily until this team starts getting a, a little bit healthier, um, especially with Yegor Chenikov being injured. Like they have so many guys out that they have over half their defense been missing and their fourth line is now their third line. 
Like uh, Columbus is really going through it right now. So I'd expect a lot of minutes from the top line. I do like Columbus one. I do like Van Riemsdyk crossed and tip it on the other side. I vote or I wrote up Van Riemsdyk um, in the power plays article. He's been playing some pretty heavy ish minutes um, over his last four games. Like they, it seems like he was eased back into the lineup when he came back from injury, but he's been playing um, much heavier minutes of late. Um, him and Tippett um, have made a good offensive duo, not a great defensive duo, but a good offensive one so far this season, generating nearly 70 shot attempts per 60 minutes. So um, I think the Flyers top line is fine to just kind of full stack here. Um, I know that it's kind of broken power play correlation, but it's a 3.4 total. I imagine JVR, I like all three of those guys could play like 19, 20 minutes here tonight. Um it is one of those places where you can use a cheap stack to get in your more expensive ones. So I do like Philly one. If I was going to drop down to any line for Philly, it would just be going to the second line. Fairby, Cates, Konechny. Um, as always, you can leave Noah Cates off and just use like a two-man of Fairby and Konechny. Konechny's been by far the best offensive player uh, on the flyer side this year. So I understand wanting to get him in stacks. They're coming in with a little bit more ownership though. So it's Philly one, Columbus one for me in, in this one. Yeah, I think they're showcasing Van Reem's like to trade him just because, you know, Cam Atkinson's out for the season. Ryan Ellis, who knows if he's ever going to come back, et cetera, et cetera. So put Van Reensdyke up there, get some draft picks for him, do what you need to do there. I agree on, you know, just full stacking the Columbus top line. You can put in Roslevic if you want, or you could just add him in. They're similar prices, but Ken Johnson playing 20 minutes in between Gaudreau and Line A. Sign me up for that. Uh, let's move to the blue line here on the flyer side, Tony D'Angelo top power play $5,000. That is a fair price on DraftKings. I think you can include him. Columbus Columbus didn't take a penalty yesterday against the stars, by the way, but it is back to back their power put or their penalty kill has gotten better. Still not great. So I think Tony D'Angelo is perfectly fine here. If not Rasmus Ristolainen has a block bonus in nine of his last 11 games. Either him or Sam Hein. On the um, Columbus side, right back to our boy, Eric G. Eric Branson. Yeah, it's tough to uh, leave off Goodbranson, um, you know, given the, all the blocks that he can put up. I and mean, we just saw that yesterday. I do like him uh, again here today. Again, I think Gavrikov is fine, but it's, you know, it's basically between those two guys for me um, from Columbus. On the Philly side, like D'Angelo is grading out as – you know, the best value amongst all the defensemen. I think he's first in FanDuel point projections and like 13th in FanDuel pricing by stochastic projections. Um, that's just kind of what uh, we think of uh, this matchup against Columbus here. So I do like D'Angelo. Um, agree with you on wrist line. And it's like him and Goodbranson are pretty much interchangeable. I think Goodbranson sees more shot volume against him here tonight. But yeah, both are fine. on the screen internet is going bonkers here we go did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage you can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, 
but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I see Josh um, may have cut out uh, pretty hard here, so I'll just kind of pick up where he left off. You see that super chat on the screen from Nino. Uh, wishing the both of you happy holidays. Thanks for the great content. Let's go, White Cloud. Thank you very much, Nino. Happy holidays to you. And the same to everybody else in the chat. We really do appreciate you guys uh, jumping in here most days with us, if not every day. Um, we are here quite a bit. You guys are here with us. So thank you very much. Thank you for the super chat. And happy holidays uh, to everybody um, watching here. We're going to get to our next game. Uh, Josh is going to miss this one. New York Rangers have a 2.8 total. Um, They're going into Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a 3.1 total. Um, Jason Zucker may be back tonight for the Penguins. They said he's going to be a game-time decision. Um, Zucker had been playing on the left wing with Evgeny Malkin. Uh, and Brian Rust, but they had Dan Hine in there with Zucker out, and Zucker was on the fourth line in practice yesterday. So that's definitely something to keep an eye out for um, at warmups. Uh, Zucker has had a pretty good season despite not being, um, not getting much power play time and not getting much uh, power play production. So um, Zucker could be back here tonight. Keep an eye out for that. Um, the Rangers uh, had a bit of an injury scare with Philip Heedle. Uh, Heedle um, looks to be ready uh, to go here tonight. He will be on a line with Alexis Lafreniere and Capocacco, as he traditionally has been. And, of course, uh, the Rangers still running Panarin, Zibanejad, and Goodrow with uh, Kreider, Trocek, and BC being listed as the third line, but they're really kind of uh, the second line um, in this matchup. Uh, I'll start on the Pittsburgh side here. Uh, Ricard Raquel was somebody that I wrote up in the power place article uh, today. Again, you can go check that out uh, free to read over on stochastic.com. What I wrote about was the Pittsburgh power play. Uh, The power play had been pretty bad um, for the Penguins, basically through the first 24 games. Like it's almost, you know, the first third of the season, Um, 29th in the league through the first 24 games of the season, 29th in goals per minute with the man advantage, only Columbus, Philadelphia and Montreal were worse. They had 13 power play goals total in 24 games. Um, Since adding Ricard Raquel to the top power play unit seven games ago, they have scored 10 power play goals. So uh, not very far off uh, from where they were uh, through 24 games. Um, They might get there before Christmas. He has made a big difference on uh, that man advantage unit. Um, they've added, I believe it's a 16 or 17% um, increase in shot attempts um, with Ricard Raquel there. It makes a big, big difference. It's something that I'd written about in prior picks articles here at Stochastic was that Sidney Crosby was having arguably the best 
production season of his career, certainly of the last decade, but he had been doing it uh, without any real power play um, production. Um, he was not, he along with everyone else has not really done much uh, with the man advantage unit uh, this season. So Ricard Raquel turning around that power play is a pretty big deal, especially in this matchup. Now it's not as if the New York Rangers take a lot of penalties. They're actually below average in that regard, but the big problem with Igor Shesterkin in the season has been um, his uh, save percentage on the penalty kill. It's the one thing that's um, really um, differentiated him from his season last year. So if the P Pittsburgh Penguins can keep that good power play mojo going, um, they could definitely have a good game here tonight. The Pittsburgh top line coming in, um, they're pretty expensive, twenty th over 20000 um, over on DraftKings here tonight. Uh, FanDuel has them over 24000 Now they're coming in with very little ownership because of that. And they stand as one of the best leverage spots of the night. Um, number three, over on FanDuel. Number one, uh, over on DraftKings. Um, they have been really, really good of late. Uh, 3.9 expected goals uh, in the month of December. It's just a shooting percentage issue. So um, if that shooting percentage regresses, along with the way the power play is clicking, this top line could have a pretty good night, especially when you consider that um, they should be taking top line matchups. And that means um, facing off against uh, the Zibanejad Goodrow lines, Zibanejad and Goodrow. 1.6 expected goals for 2.6 against um, in their minutes together this year. Um, it's just been a, sh a shooting percentage bender one way and a save percentage bender the other that has actually kept their numbers looking good. I think it's a pretty good matchup for this Pittsburgh top line. If you don't want to, you know, play a Toronto top line that could come in at twice the ownership, I think the pivot is pit one here tonight. Uh, the Pittsburgh second line, We'll have to see uh, on Zucker's availability. He does make a difference on that line um, for the Penguins. Um, like I mentioned, he had been having a pretty good season uh, for Pittsburgh um, up to this point. Uh, when he's not on um, that second line with the Penguins, they are generating fewer shot attempts. They are allowing more against. So it could actually be a decent spot here for that Crowder Trocek VC line. Um, they are the true second line here, um, especially when you look at uh, ice time since they've rearranged their lines here over the last half dozen games or whatever it's been. Um, it's definitely been Kreider, Trocek, BC. That's been um, that second line for the Rangers, and they have been good together. 2.2 expected goals for only one and a half against. Um, they're really carrying the play. Um, I think they stand a pretty good chance of having uh, success here. Um, against that Pittsburgh second line. So I'm probably out on the Rangers top line. I think the kid line is in play again, just because of how cheap they are. They do make a nice filler uh, if you're paying up a lot for the Rangers, but it's the Rangers, you know, suit quote third line of uh, Kreider, Chocek and BC that I like here. I think it's a, could be a pretty good matchup against that Malkin and Russ line, as long as Jason Zucker is not playing. But yeah, it is Pittsburgh one that I like the most here uh, in this game especially with the way their power play has been going along. Um, on the blue line, I did write up Jacob Truba in the picks article. Um, this is probably more for DraftKings than FanDuel, just because uh, Truba, um, a lot of his value is coming from block shots. Um, he does have six straight games uh, with the block bonus on DraftKings, I believe it is. 
and he has uh, over half his games this season. He's hit the block bonus, so 17 out of 33 games. I do like Truba. Uh, Chris Letang has been playing like 27 minutes um, without Jeff Petrie. Um, so I do like Latang as well. Um, but it's basically just those two guys. If you want to pay down, I think Keandre Miller is the one. And we have Josh back on the show. Uh, he made it just in time for me uh, to finish up on the Rangers and Penguins. So we don't have to talk about your New York Rangers anymore. Uh, well, obviously, give us what you think uh, of that game. But um, yeah, I- yeah, we did. I don't even know what happened. Put Nino's super chat on the screen and my computer blew up. Thanks, Nino. Blaming you. White cloud. That white cloud. Yeah, that's that's code for bug Josh's computer. But anyway, I'm back. Um, hello. Let's, uh, let's talk about BetMGM for a second while I'm here. Don't know how long I'll be here, but can get you a 2,000 or not 2,000. That would be <laughs> That'd be great. Avery's enjoying this. We can get you a $1,000 risk-free bet and two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. If you follow these steps, very easy. Most important part, click the link in the description below and sign in with your Stochastic membership. If you don't have one, you can make one for free. Then you click the BetMGM button. It will follow you around. I mean, it's not going to follow you, but you got to follow the steps, create a BetMGM Sportsbook account, deposit at least $10. Depending on what your risk-free tolerance wants to be, if you want $10 risk-free bet, deposit $10. If you want up to $1,000, up to $1,000. After your first paid bet settles, you'll get an email from BetMGM. (laughs) Bless you, Avery. Uh, Not from Stochastic. You'll get an email from BetMGM Sportsbook with instructions for redeeming your two free months Stochastic Plus Platinum. Make sure to click the link in the description for more details and sign up. That is the most important part. Clicking the link in the description, Cliffy and I will get credit for it. And don't you want Cliffy and I to be the most sold show? I don't know, even know what I'm saying. Let's move on to the next game here. I here we go. New Jersey Devils, 2.9 total, heading into Carolina. The Hurricanes have a 3.1 total. Vitek Vanacek, Piotr Kuchi, Kochetkov, probable. I haven't seen news on Sebastian Ajo. Probably still not out. playing. He's skating, he's, yeah. He was skating so with the another game of, So another game of top line Paul Stasny. <sighs> Devils going with Tatar, Heischer, Zetterland. Paula Hughes Brat is the second line. Wood on the third line, dropping Yegor Sharangovich and Dawson Mercer down to the fourth line here. I just am not a huge fan of this game. This is an MME game for me. Like, I think, you know, Savechnikov, Netches, two man is fine. The issue I have with the Devils is, in a nutshell, I like the Hughes line. This isn't the best matchup. Carolina has a good PK, and the Devils have been blundering their lines the past few games. So it's kind of hard to rely on Holly Hughes, Brat sticking together for the whole game. I guess, you know, if you want to, you know, Hughes, Brat on the power play together, he should he Hughes. But this isn't the best power play spot anyway. So I think I this is more of an MME game for me. Yeah, I, I want to point out something pretty interesting here is um, Pittsburgh was in Carolina a couple of days ago. Um, Carolina won that game. 
the Hurricanes used the Sveshnikov Stasny Natchez line as the shutdown line up against Sidney Crosby, which um, that's not something that they had typically been doing a lot of. Um, usually you see Martin Oak stall and fast as the shutdown line, but they also did it the game before that with Seattle in town. They used them against the Wenberg Burakovsky Schwartz line from the Kraken. So I got to assume that Sveshnikov, Stasny and Natchez go out um, against that Holly Hughes Brat line here. That Carolina line has actually had some pretty interesting numbers uh, in their sample together. I dropped them in our Discord earlier. They're up to about 60 minutes together um, this season with Paul Stasny on the top line. 4.4 expected goals for, 2.7 expected goals against. So they're generating a lot, but they're also a little bit below average, league average anyway, by expected goals against at 5-on-5. It, it seems to lend uh, a little bit of credibility to using that Holly Hughes Brad line because I think that's the line that's going to get um, Stasny and, and Svechnikov. So um, we could see some offense coming from the New Jersey Devil side, but Carolina has just been so good defensively basically for the last month now. Even the penalty kill um, has been stout. I think they're at the fewest shots allowed per 60 minutes over the last month on the PK. So I think I'm kind of with you that this is one-off territory for me now, but then you get to the points, like, who am I going to one-off, right? Like, um, Jack Hughes is over 8K. Like, do I want to use an 8,100 Jack Hughes on the road in Carolina? That seems um, incredibly fishy, especially when his ownership's, you know, hovering around 10%. Um, Jesper Bratt's not really shooting a lot. He has been off the power play at times over the last few games. Like, I, th- I think this is a game where, I'm either full stacking or I'm leaving it alone. Like I don't think I, I just you know going after a lot or going after one specific player would be the play that I go for here. It would be like a Hishier Tatar or you know a Hughes and Brat or something like that. I don't have a lot of interest in the New Jersey side. Um, I do have a little bit of interest in the Carolina side, but honestly, it's probably going to be uh, that Martinook Stall fast line. Um, they're not coming in with much ownership. Um, at all, which I thought was kind of surprising considering there are some pretty expensive spots um, on the slate here tonight. Um, 3.4 expected goals for two against um, in their time together this season. Three goals, actual goal score for 60 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, so they've been generating, they've been dominating, they've been scoring. You know, I don't mind like a stall Martin Oak two-man, a stall fast two-man, something like that on the Carolina side. I think that's where I am. I don't mind using Sveshnikov, Stasny, and Natchez. Um, They have been playing well um, in their limited time together. But I think if I'm going to attack the New Jersey Devils, I'm not going to rely on one line getting like three three or four goals or something like that. I'm going to rely on a cheap line that might not meet, need more than two to really have pretty good value here tonight. So for me, this is about Carolina and that Jordan Stahl line. Yeah, Jordan Martinook scoring impacts for a third liner are very, very good. So... Jordan Stahl, you know, he's been the same guy. He has been forever. I mean, he's fallen off a little bit, but, you know, for 5,500 for two of them, I think he can do way worse. On the blue line here, I just – I don't know if I want to spend up for Burns or Dougie here. You can. I just – I don't know if it's necessary. On the Carolina side, I think, you know, it's uh, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci. On the Devil side, I think it's Graves or Siegenthaler. Yeah, Siegenthaler is the guy that kind of sticks out to me. Good minutes, can block, you know, get that block bonus. Um, don't mind that. 
I think Siegenthaler's probably the defenseman I like most in this game. Brett Pesci's always fine as long as he's in that low to mid threes range. So I think he's playable as well. But this is a spot where I'm looking for the cheap defenseman. And I think Siegenthaler, um, you know, Brian Graves as well. I think he's fine. But it's those cheap guys that I'm looking for in this one. Yep, agreed. Ottawa Senators with a 3.1 total heading into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.4 total. Cam Talbot probable. Big save Dave Riddich confirmed. Hellebuck is sick. Uh, they called up a AHLer to be Riddich backup tonight. Tim Stutzel is still out. Derek Broussard still the top line center. We're going back-to-back games with Paul Stasny and Derek Broussard, the one C here. Um, quite a circus. Normally, like if Wheeler was healthy, I'd go to this top line for the Jets here. But I, I think despite how hot the second line is shooting, they're shooting something ridiculous like 25%, something ridiculous like that. The Connor Dubois line here with Sam Gagne, they're going to avoid Brady Kachuk. They're going to get Pinto Beans with Debrinkat and Batherson. And that's just a really good matchup. They're not coming in with a lot of ownership. You get two guys on the top power play here. The Ottawa Senators penalty kill is not great. So, yeah, I think for me, Winnipeg too. And on the Ottawa side, like, it's a pretty good matchup with Dave Riddick in that. Riddick in that. It's a big drop-off. But, like, with Derek Broussard and Shane Pinto as your top two centers, I kind of worry that they're not going to create enough to have a ton of chances here. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm with you with that Winnipeg top line. With Carson Kuhlman there, I, like, I just don't have interest. Um, you know, Cole Perfitti and, and Mark Shifley, you know, good players. Like, I don't know. Like, they're not dominant enough to carry somebody that doesn't necessarily belong there. Like, Perfitti and Shifley aren't aren't like Kaprizov and Zuccarello or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a completely different story here. Like they're fine, especially where Coleman's coming in so cheap. Um, I think he's even only like 3,400 over on FanDuel. So um, yeah, they're fine, but it is back to the Winnipeg second line um, that I do like here. Uh, they have been riding pretty hot, but they have also been generating a little bit more of late um, around 50 minutes with uh, Sam Gagne as the third man on that line. 3.4 expected goals for 2.9 against 3.7 actual goals for over 70 shot attempts per 60 minutes. Um, I really do like uh, having Connor and Dubois in my lineups here tonight. You can add in Sam Gagne for cheap if you want. No issues there. And there goes Josh again. Um, so I am going to uh, be uh, in on that Winnipeg second line. I did write up Pierre-Luc Dubois in the picks article. Um particularly because um, they will not be seeing much of that Brady Kachuk closure room matchup. Ottawa too, um, 43% expected goal share over their last hundred minutes. Um, you know, about league average by expected goals against, um, but way below average by uh, shots generated. So um, not a whole lot of interest in that Ottawa two line. Like I, you know, as always one offing like a Drake Batherson or an Alex Debrinkat, never a problem because those are guys like even in bad matchups or even on bad lines, um, they shoot enough and they're talented enough where, you know, a couple a couple lucky breaks or a couple things go go their way or something like that, and they can break a slate. So I don't mind one-offing them. If I were going to stack anything, it would be the top line with Kachuk, um, Giroux, and Brassard. Um, there's Josh back. Um, so I would probably take those guys. Um, 
you know, I would, would probably stack the Ottawa top line over the Ottawa second line, but I don't mind like a one off the Brinkat or one off Batherson or something like that. But for me, um, this game is mostly about uh, Winnipeg to uh, Connor Dubois and Gagne. Yeah, I heard what you said because I, I have it up on my phone as well. Gotcha. You're doing, uh, you remember when you had a, uh, whatchamacallit, that steamroller outside of your house? They're doing lawn work. So, oh, the, that's nice. Yeah, the cables are under the ground. So they're probably running them over right now. So I keep perfect, perfect, time, perfect time of year to do lawn work in New Jersey. Yeah. They want to get, you know, the lawns ready for the winter, whatever that means. Let's move on to the next one. Seattle, or a St. Louis Blues, the 2.5 total. Heading into Seattle, the Kraken have a 3.1 total. Blues are back-to-back on the road. Tomas Grice is probable because Bennington went last night and played well. Party Marty Jones, probable for Seattle. I did not – obviously, you know, the Blues aren't going to skate today. We'll have to wait and see if Jordan Cairo is going to be in the lineup. He is 6,800 on DraftKings if he is. We'll have to wait and see there. It's just hard to speculate. Like if he's in, I maybe have some interest in that line. If the thing is, like Seattle, good, just is awful. So, like, do I really want to put in the Blues team that is back to back on the road going against a a good defensive team just with bad goalies? Maybe, but it's a ten o'clock start, which is unfortunate. So, I mean, if you are using the Blues, just keep that in mind. Have some swaps ready. I like the Seattle top line here, McCann, Beniers, Eberle. For whatever reason, like, they're pretty cheap. They're a good line here. Like, it's always like Seattle, like, which line am I going to use and how is that going to screw me? Because if I use Beniers, Eberle, McCann, Schwartz, Wenberg, Bjorkstrand is going to go off. If you use Bjorkstrand, Wenberg, Schwartz, Ryan Donato is going to have a two-goal game. You know what I mean? But, like, if push comes to shove, uh, my favorite line in this game is McCann, Beniers, Eberle. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree with you. In fact, um, that's part of the reason why I wrote them up uh, for the picks article. I wrote up Columbus and I wrote up Seattle. What a day we're having here uh, looking at this DFS slate. Um, St. Louis actually played in Seattle back in October. And when they did that, um, Matty Beneers went out against the Vladimir Tarasenko line. Um, Tarasenko um, and Shen don't really have very good defensive numbers together. They're above... Uh, three expected goals against per 60 minutes. Now, I think adding Pavel Buchnevich to that line should help a little bit in this regard, but I still think it's a pretty good five-on-five matchup for Berniers, McCann, and Everly. 
Um, they have been getting the run of play of late. Um, they're at uh, at about 54% expected goal share in their last 60 minutes together. Um, Everly has 15 shots on goal in his last five games. Like that was the one thing that was really holding his back his fantasy value basically through the first month of the season was a lack of shots. That's something that he's kind of changed over the last month. So um, you do have Everly shooting more, um, you know, Jared McCann, um, he's probably one of the more underrated players in the NHL. Um, he's a guy that, you know, can put up 20, 25 goal seasons as long as he's playing decent minutes with decent line mates. So, um, they've, they've had a good season so far this year. The ownership is very much in check. Um, you know, our top stacks tool has them around 4%, which is perfectly fine. Like you said, all three Seattle lines can score, but I do like the five on five matchup for that Veneers line, especially. So, um, that's the line that I would be looking at on the Seattle side. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand, I, it was nice to see him kind of regain his slotting um, a little bit. Still not playing massive minutes. He does have, you know, some more games around the 16, 17-minute mark, which is nice because he had, he had a lot of games around the 11, 12, 13-minute mark, um, you know, end of November, early December. Um, what I worry about with that line is, yes, they're perfectly correlated, um, but, you know, St. Louis doesn't take a lot of penalties. And they probably will go up against the Ryan O'Reilly line. Uh, that Ryan O'Reilly line, as long as Brandon Saad's been there, has been at least average defensively, if not better. And, you know, it shouldn't be Jordan, Jordan Bennington in, night, in net tonight either. So, um, McCann, Beneers, Eberle on the Seattle side. On the St. Louis side, um, until we get an update on Kairou's status, I like I don't really know which direction to go here. I don't want to use Sad O'Reilly um, in Levo. Um, Sad and Levo have combined for 33 shots in their last 10 games, which works out to be, um, you know, 3.3 shots between them over their last 10 games, like 1.6 shots each. Like these guys just are shooting. So not much for me from that St. Louis top line. If Kairou was in, I'd have no problem going back to Bar Barbashev, Thomas, uh, and Kairou here. Um, but I think, you know, if anything, just because of the lack of offense from the top line, because of the uncertainty with Kairou, uh, it'd be back to Buchnevich. It'd be to Buchnevich, Shen, and Tarasenko. Just not a big fan of them. I think, I, you know, at similar um, price point and ownership, I'd rather just go with the home team and go with the Veneers line. Yep, I agree there. Let's move to the blue line. Seattle has some wonky power play units. Um, they both split time kind of like the Kings. This isn't, you know, if the Blues take like five penalties, it's going to be a problem for the Blues, but they just don't take too many penalties. Justin Schultz is on the top power play. Vinny Dunn on the second power play unit. They about play the same amount of power play time, so I think either is fine. Adam Larson at 4,100 is getting a bit pricey, but I think that's fine. The big rig, Jamie Alexiak, 2,800 is fine. On the Blues side, pass. <laughs> yeah. Um what I will mention for Seattle is it's kind of the conundrum is that Vince Dunn and Adam Larson have been playing a lot of pretty heavy minutes in the, over the last few cracking games, but the Justin Schultz power play unit has typically been the much better power play unit um, through the whole season. So it's like, do you want to take the chance on Seattle maybe scoring on, you know, maybe they get two power plays here tonight because St. Louis is one of the least penalized teams. Um, it, I think the least penalized team in the league. Um, so do you want to take the chance on Schultz on one or two power plays, or do you want to take the chance on Dunn playing 24, 25 minutes? It, it's kind of the, what, how you build your lineup. Um, I don't mind Schultz here. Don't mind Larson either. 
Uh, yeah, nothing for me for the St. Louis side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Justin Falk still 6,200. It's just a ridiculous price. If you've never signed up for Stochastic NHL, we have a three-day risk-free trial for you. Click the link in the description so your boys, Josh and Cliffy, get the credit and we can be the top selling show, which may trigger some fun stuff that we give away later in the year. I like giving away stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? You click the link in the description. You get full access to everything NHL that we have to offer, projections, ownership, top stacks, rankings. You see the top stacks tool there. Um, shows you lines, top two stack percentage, um, leverage. Positive leverage is generally what we're looking for. I think leverage is kind of more important than ownership if the line is chalky but still have positive lever- leverage. Um yeah, that's what we look for. Here's the lineup builder. That's how I run through the show. I can go line by line, game by game. It shows lines, power play units, projections, ownership, uh, line projections, and then you can even mess around with building lineups. It is easily the best tool that we have. Um, we ran through building a lineup before on here before, but seriously, if if you want to try it out, you can do it for three days risk-free. And also, You also get access to the slack not slack discord lots of good minds in there lots of news lots of craziness it is fun let's get to the next game seems like it's going to be our barman and bailey's circus anaheim ducks with a 2.5 total heading into los angeles the kings have a 3.9 total lucas dostal phoenix copley confirmed I don't know what your thoughts on Lucas Dostal are, but I like I don't want to bash Gibson here, but he's been battling injuries all season. Like Lucas Dostal's supposed to be their goalie of the future. He's looked pretty good. I don't want to say he's better than Gibson, but like I think I don't think he's a nobody. So like like I, I kind of like him at sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. That being said, I also like the Kings top line here. Kempe up on the top line. Makes the top line for the Kings fully correlated. They're not very expensive. They have a very good projection. The Ducks penalty killer is bad. They're, you know, their defense, their blue lines, atrocious. Dostal can only do so much. I mean, he has a good shot of seeing the shot, the saves bonus, which is why I like him tonight. But like, I do really like the Kings top line here. We'll have to see if Victor Arvidsson moves back up to that second line. He's he skated on the third line last game with Blake Lazat and Arthur Kaliev. We'll have to wait and see on lines there. But as it stands, both top lines is where I'm looking tonight. Yeah, I'll um we'll get to the goalies in a second. I'm with you. I do like Dostal tonight. Um, yeah, that Kings top line is probably gonna be the highest owned line of the night. They're coming in with a huge projection. Um, 37 um DraftKings points um is their projection for a reference. The Tampa top line has 27. Of projected points, right? Um, Pittsburgh's top line under 35. So obviously we're expecting a lot from um, Kings one. Um, Adrian Kempe moved back up last game, game before. Um, also on the top power play unit. So they're perfectly correlated. Anaheim, you know, most goals against in the league um, this season. Um, a little bit better of late, but I still think like 29th in goals against over the last few weeks. So um, not a whole lot there. Um, defensively, Anaheim's, you know, giving up by far the most shots against per game. This is probably the worst defensive team in the league. And the way Los Angeles runs their lines, 
I followed Deneau and Moore. We'll go out against Henry, Zegris, um, and Terry. Um, what I mentioned in the picks article, because I did write up uh, Adrian Kempe as one of the picks, is that when you get the top line for Anaheim off the ice, expected goals against for the Ducks go up 54%, which is just like cataclysmic for the depth. Um, it's a really, really good matchup against the second and third lines from the from um, the Ducks. The only real reason to fade Los Angeles, the top line anyway, is if, if you're worried about those guys coming in like 15, maybe higher in, in some single entry or three max like low dollar contest. So it is a really good spot for the Kings top line. They have been scoring a lot this year. Um, really do like them. Um, I think you're fine to dip down to the second line. Um, even with Alex Iafalo there, um, they probably will play reasonable minutes. The second power play unit is better than the Kings' top power play unit, and Dano and Moore are still both on the second power play unit. Um, so I think that's they're perfectly acceptable to use. Um, if you want to dip down even further, you can go to the Kings' third line. Um, but they are relatively expensive because Kaliev and Arvidsson are both over um, 4K. So... Um, you know, that Kings third line's actually um, based only $600 cheaper than the Kings second line. So, you know, with more ownership, I'll just go to Kings two. So Kings one or Kings two just depends what you want for ownership. What's more interesting is the Anaheim side. I think Anaheim's top line is very much in play here, um, especially with how bad Los Angeles's penalty kill is amongst the worst in the league, like down with Anaheim. So, um if you want to get away from all the Kings ownership, I think you're fine to just flip it over to Anaheim one. Yeah, I do really like Anaheim one here tonight. Um, my pick for the big dog plus money prop was Troy Terry to get a power play point. I think it was Troy Terry. Yeah, Troy Terry. This morning was so long ago. I also don't mind Mason McTavish as a one-off. He's not going to get much ownership. He's going to be on the top power play. So like, don't mind him as well. Let's move to the blue line here. I think, you know, Drew Doughty or Sean Dersey are the guys, depending on which power play unit you want to correlate with. Other than that, I think Cam Fowler is completely fine on the duck side. That's really about it. Yeah. The only other guy I'll add is our, our old buddy, Simone Benoit again, still getting 19, 20 minutes, always the threat for the block bonus on DraftKings for men price. Yep. Let's move to the, Final game of the night, Calgary Flames with a 3.3 total heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.7 total. Markstrom probable. James Reimer confirmed. Am I seeing this right, these lines? Yeah. 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 Ooh, baby. Nick yeah. Benino, top line center in between Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc. Second line of Nieto, Couture, Barabanov. Hurdle is suspended. Great googly moogly. We have Paul Stasny, Derek Broussard, Nick Benino as top line centers in the year of our Lord 2022. Almost 2023. Must be the year of the chicken. I, I don't know what to do with this here. I guess, like, if anything, it would just be like a I go with like a Meyer Benino two man, but like, I don't know even know if that's necessary. The Kings top or the Flames top line. They've actually these new lines. Although Lucic is up on the second line now, like I I've been playing the Dubay Lindholm to Foley line and to I I like it. I think Dubay up there complements Lindholm and to Foley pretty well. 
I think with these new shark lines, I think my favorite play from this game is that Dubay Lindholm Sapoli line. Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to say with these new shark lines, my favorite play is not playing the sharks. With, <laughs> like, if you look at Timo Meyer's expected on ice expected goals numbers, um, without Logan Couture or Thomas Hurdle, um, depending on on which guy you look at, it's down anywhere from thirty percent to sixty percent less if he doesn't have one of those guys. So. As long as he's not playing, as long as Couture's not on the top line, I have no interest in the Sharks, um, especially against the Flames. They're not a bad defensive team or anything like that. It's just Markstrom. As long as Markstrom doesn't sell them down the river, um, they should just be fine here tonight. People want to play the Sharks, go ahead and play the Sharks. I just think there are other spots to go to, probably coming in at similar ownership rates. So out on San Jose. For Calgary, honestly, it's the Manjipani, Backlund, Coleman line that I like the best here. Um I don't want anything to do a line with Milan Lucic on it. Sorry. Um, and, to, you know, Huberto and Kadri really haven't played that well together this year. Huberto hasn't played any well anywhere in the top six. And, you know, I'm not running out to play uh, a Calgary top line featuring Dylan Dubé. I, I, he can compliment them on the wing. But honestly, I think Machipani, Backlund, and Coleman, like Backlund and Coleman have played really, really well together this season. San Jose depth is just looking all kinds of beat up, even with Mario Ferraro back. So, I think this is a spot where you can dip down um, to that Calgary third line and, you know, get one of those cheap lines that's not coming in with extreme ownership, right? Like this isn't the Philly one um, or, you know, even uh, Los Angeles three or something like that. They're coming in with very little ownership. So Calgary three for me in this game. King Bacon Pie trying to say hello, but he doesn't want to come up. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm a little bit higher on Dylan Dubay than you are, and that's fine. We're allowed to disagree. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind that Calgary top line around 3% can do much worse. Um, yeah, that third line, you get two guys on the second power play unit, Blake Coleman, 2,800. You know, if you play 16, 15, 16, 17 minutes at that price, perfectly fine as a filler. You're not getting much ownership. Let's move to the blue line here. On the shark side, with Mario Ferraro back, maybe Mario Ferraro. That's really about it. Like Carlson, 8,200 is just too expensive for this spot. Uh, on the flame side, I, like Noah Hannafin, 5,600 seems really expensive. No, Rasmus Anderson, 5,700 on the top power play for, you know, like the Sharks' penalty kill has kind of, kind of fallen off a little bit here, just because the goaltending can't be like nine fifty or whatever it was. But like fifty seven hundred for this power play spot, a little expensive. So I guess Chris Tanev at twenty six hundred. Uh, yeah, I'll just say Mario Ferraro and say I'm not playing any other defenseman from this game unless it's Mario Ferraro. So that's kind of where I am. <laughs> everybody, else, everybody else is way too expensive. That's just the way it is. Yeah, this slate is beautiful. We have completed it. Let's talk some goalies. What are you liking in that? Yeah, I won't mention Dostal. Um, what I wrote about in my Power Plays article or my Picks article is in 25 starts between Gibson and Dostal, they have at least 15 DraftKings points in 12 of them. And that's because they just see so much rubber. So as long as Los Angeles doesn't score like five goals here tonight, I think Dostal could put up a decent uh, night for really, really cheap on DK. Also mentioned Kachekov for... Um, uh, Carolina and as well uh, Tristan Jari against your New York Rangers. So those three, and then obviously Phoenix Copley on FanDuel because he's got that Ilya Samson off pricing going on. Yeah, don't mind Igor as well at seventy four hundred on DraftKings. Igor always in play, can steal any game. 
Let's talk some hat tricks. Got the line right. Got the player wrong yesterday. Still trying to chase your one correct pick. Who are you liking as your hat trick pick? Uh, we're going to the Seattle Kraken. Um, hopefully they light up St. Louis tonight. Jordan Everly. I'm going Troy Terry. All right. I like it. Everly and Terry. Let's go, boys. Couple wingers. Let's get her done. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow. We're here every day this week except for Christmas Eve. Uh, so for Cliffy, I am Josh. We'll see you in Discord. We'll see you on Twitter. Hopefully we're talking about you guys winning tomorrow. There's Avery. Say what's up, Avery. Bye. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>